Yo, this is the Coach and Cold Podcast. We in the South, we in the West, we in the North. It's an international conversation. It's logical and convincing. And the standards and rules only apply to those that get down in today's society. If you with it, let's get it. On this episode, we're going to discuss internet gangsters. Some tough and abrasive and loudly outspoken behind the keyboard, but soft as warm butter in person. We'll get into how this topic has impacted the political and business worlds, the entertainment world, the world of education, and how some of the bullying aspect affects children and adults. We'll also get into what happens when Internet gangsters have their cards pulled in real life. What happens when he or she runs into the person they have been talking tough to? And does it get resolved peacefully or does it go bad? So when we look this up in the Urban Dictionary, um, there's actually a couple of definitions of Internet gangsters. But we decided to go with this one because I think it encapsulates uh, everything we're probably going to talk about today. So it says that it's one who, if you don't know said character, you would think to be a real tough person, a vicious attack dog, if you will, based on their lack of reservation about the ballsy comments they make. But don't be fooled. This person is a sham. This person is actually an attack, is an attack dog. This person is not actually an attack dog. They're a timid house cat. When you confront them in person, they will hide behind their other close friends, even attempt to make amends about things and get closer to you through your other friends, girlfriends or boyfriends or BFFs. In fact, when you confront them about being an Internet gangster, they will shrug their shoulders, turn around and walk away like a punk. So soft as butter, soft as butter. <laughs> so, you know, when we were when we were preparing for this topic, we kind of thought about, um, you know, the different places where we we're starting to see this phenomenon of people who are really, really brave behind, uh, you know, texting. They're brave behind their Facebook post uh, uh, responses to articles that are posted to Facebook. They're brave behind, um, uh, you know. All, all those kind of things. And even, right. you know, I'll go as far as saying that in some cases, you know, cause I'm still in the dating world, you know, you're off the market, but I'm still on the market. What happens I find is that people sometimes will text you things uh, like if you're in a fight or mm -hmm. if they're upset or even when a relationship ends, they'll text you things that they wouldn't actually say to you in person. Like I've literally gone over to someone's house and like, you know, wanting to, address whatever they they had text me and when i get over there it's like they never said that you know what i mean and right, and, right. And, and so it's just it's, it's it's a really strange thing i think that the internet and uh you know texting and kind of the the lack of face-to-face -face contact or even having to be on the phone has done for people and kind of how they can puff their chest out and try to pretend that they're all tough so what do you think about that I think it's uh, I think it's interesting. I think it's an interesting phenomenon. I'll tell you, um, if you're ever like on a subway in New York or on a bus or anywhere in kind of public space and you see someone uh, across from you and their fingers are going 8000 miles an hour on their keyboards on their phone, they're probably being an Internet gangster. I think they probably talk a real tough, but I, I think that it it's interesting because, like you said, they, it can be applied to so many different ways, right? So we have 
Um, you know, we have internet gangsters, real tough folks in the business world, politics, obviously, uh, entertainment, education, every other facet of uh, what we live and what we do. There is someone that is really, really tough um, and, and talk a lot and have real strong opinions online or over the phone. But, uh, you know, when you confront them or not even confront them, but just are around the same people that they normally would be talking really bad about, they're, you know, they're easy, they're, they're jovial and they, you know, they laugh at jokes and they go to lunch with you and they do all these other things. But, um, but they're, you know, they have a whole nother personality on behind the screen. You know, when you said that it, it sparked something in my, in my brain. And I've said this to other friends uh, that I have, like if, if you have a friend or if you've ever been in a circle of people who talk real tough when that person's not around, or they'll mm-hmm. talk junk about a person uh, when the person's not around. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll say to my friends, like that person will do that when we're not around, like right. that, that person's no different. Right. So, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it's interesting. I think people do show uh, their character, you know, and if you I always say if you watch a person long enough that they're going to tell on themselves. Right. I mean, people reveal who they are. You just have to pay attention. Right. Uh, right. Either they're going to reveal who they are about somebody else and then you can see kind of how they'd be about you. But even to go further than that, I think we're in a really interesting time where. um. W- especially as we become more divided as a country. Uh, I, I see this real puff chest, crazy kind of talk. And even on, uh, you know, social media pa- platforms like LinkedIn, which I find right. to be so, I mean, I'm like LinkedIn. That's is out of more, place, right? Yes. And you know what? Honestly, I mean, this is for everyone's lis- listening. Sometimes, because I think it's improper to be on certain social pr- platforms, and I'm going to admit to this, I will report it as inappropriate, just so <laughs> that it police. gets taken. Yeah, yes. just so it gets taken down. Not, I don't do that if it's just on Facebook or right, Instagram or right. something that's like I feel like that's meant to express yourself. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to LinkedIn or a, a um some kind of platform that's made for professionals. That is not where you share your political views or, or who you're going to vote for, or, you know, even your feelings about, I I saw this the other day, to be honest, there was a guy who was talking about all his accomplishments that he came from a very poor um, upbringing and that he accomplished something. Oh, and what what was the response? What did somebody say? No, he had jeans that had holes in them. They were like ripped. And this lady took the opportunity to talk to him about, yes, that's nice. You accomplished all these things, but perhaps you don't want to spend all this money on those designer jeans when obviously they're ripping you off because you don't look professional in these jeans. And they went off and then somebody else went off. And I was just like, wow, this is LinkedIn. Yeah. And this is about his accomplishments of getting degrees, two degrees. I think he had gotten a master's and the person, instead of focusing on the positive, Wanted to talk about his jeans. Yeah. Straight surface. Yeah. No, that's that's. uh, But see, like you said, I mean, and I I, will that person say that same thing to that person if they were in, you know, in person rather. So I I, absolutely not. Right. So that's the that's the I mean, that's really kind of the the crux of this whole Internet gangster phenomena and the fact that um, 
what's interesting to me though, and we talk about what's real and not real, and we talk about the fact that you know internet gangsters talk all this mess, but in real life that they're a whole different person. I think it's interesting to find out that if that is their real selves, and the fact is that. Um, you know, especially on on beliefs, maybe not so much on the kind of the bravado and the, you know, I'll do this to you and do that, like that kind of part of it. But the other part of it, when we talk about beliefs and political views and and like you said, how they how they felt about this, this man's accomplishments, but didn't talk about his accomplishments, talked about the holes in his genes. Like, you know, I mean, these these things are, you know, how people really feel and they feel emboldened when they are you know, sitting at home or they're behind their phone or, or whatever. And they wouldn't obviously say that in person. So, um, is that their real self? And then what we see in person is more the uh, facade or vice versa. Well, I, I think that, um, I think it's their real self. I think that that's their inner thoughts. I think Mm. that that's really kind of the essence of their character and who they are. And I think that, um, people are a lot of the times afraid to, to reveal who they really are. And I think much, much like, um, you know, racism, it, you know, there, there are people who are outwardly expressing their thoughts and feelings about, you know, different people of color, maybe immigrants of whoever they're talking about women, whatever they're, you know, whatever the group is that they, they're not that fond of. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, people sometimes hide what they really feel. And then when they get around people, they're comfortable, they actually say what they really feel. And so I think this, this social media scenario has presented an opportunity for them to kind of be able to voice those things outwardly without the, without thinking that there will be any repercussions from those actions. And I think that people right now are very disappointed in the, in those people that they've called friends, because I think there's also this hypersensitivity that's going on. Mm-hmm. So that's say if somebody does say something that you don't agree with, instead of having a discourse about that discussion and keeping it uh, not personal and not attacking that person on a personal level, but keeping it kind of like, you know, I, I think the beautiful thing about being in America mm-hmm. is definitely that we've allowed for these type of conversations to occur, but it has to be in a respectful manner. And if we, don't allow those conversations to occur, then we don't grow and learn because sometimes you will change your opinion based on a conversation. But if it's at a high level of disrespect, yeah. you're just going to be defensive and turn off your ears and you're not even going to hear the other person. And I also think that people are doing it in such a way because they are behind a screen because they don't have to confront that person or see the emotion right. on the person's face from the the pain that they may be causing you know, they get real bold with it. You right. Know? Well, let's, get back, I, I, let's get back to the, let's get back to the point you made a couple seconds ago though. And I, as much as I agree with you, cause I, I'm, I'm very much about communication. I'm very much about uh, the, the actual power and value of communication in a way where, you know, we are actually, you know, utilizing our, intellect and our our vocabulary to get to a different place than we started out with. But intent is something, right? So if you know that that whatever is coming at you, the intent from that person is to harm you in some way, mentally or, or otherwise, then how do you not respond with, you know, that same intent? 
I mean, I, I think it, you, there's a choice that you have to make, you know, in that scenario, you ha- there is a choice that you have to make. To me, a lot of times I found that now that I'm a little bit more mature, mm-hmm. I don't react the same way. I'm very much more uh, pulled back in my thoughts, even when I see people make very abrasive comments, you know, mm-hmm. because I don't think that um, me be coming at them at the same amount of venom that they're coming at the other person is going to make them think what I like to do with people. And this is even in arguments. I like to be a lot more measured in the way Mm -hmm. that I approach the situation, because I think that that is what makes people take a step back. And I also like to be at least smart about my, my response. I don't like to, you know, come at them. Like, you know, some people have fought me on the internet about, you know, uh, I, I stated that I have a cousin who's in Israel and she, she posts things that she gets from the States that she sees. And sometimes I think it's, a, you know, not well researched or she could have got mm-hmm. it off the internet or she Propaganda. could have got it from some, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll, you know, I, I see people all, you know, commenting on it and they'll be really rude about it or, or whatnot. And I just, try to be really measured and not respond right when I'm having the reaction. I'll walk away from it and then I'll come back because I really do think it's important not only for her to hear me, but for all the other people who are making all the noise because they do go back and read the comments because they want, like some of them want to find a fight, which I find it also a little odd. Like you don't even know me. Like why do you want to fight with me? Right. Right. Um, I see that. I mean, you know, if you we're in, you know, a very, very polarized political season. Right. And I would say we've probably been in that season for at least the last three and a half years. But we're in a very polarizing uh, season. And um, and I've I've seen quite a bit of that. There would be, you know, someone would comment about a post or someone would comment about. And then you have 10 people not commenting so much about you know, what that person said and, you know, and, and countering an argument, but more like you're stupid, you know, you're this, that, and I hope this happens to you. Like I've seen all of that kind of stuff happen, which is absolutely nuts. Well, I also think like, if we take it a little bit further, um, I also think that, you know, when we talk about this in education or for young people, um, it's actually very, very sad because, um, I actually had done a presentation at work about a subject called more than enough. And it mm-hmm. showed that, that, you know, uh, young ladies, uh, have their highest peak of confidence at age nine. And then wow. after age nine, their confidence decreases every year becoming an adult, mostly because of the images and the comments that they get and the criticism they get mm-hmm. about um, g- growing up and and kind of how they look at themselves, which is super sad if you think it about is, it. It is, man. It is. It is. And it's it's pretty scary because not only are they getting low, and I know that you you know found this in your own research, but they're getting low, but they're taking action against themselves and to harming themselves um, because of this, you know, this stuff or you know, if it's not that heavy, it's still, you know, they're putting chemicals on their faces and they're putting, you know, the stuff in their hair and they're using stuff that, you know, at a young age, they their skin is not prepared to to use. You know, I, I, I saw something the other day and they were talking about this girl was, 
um, young lady was 12, 13 years old and was getting Botox. I mean, Botox, boob jobs. Um, wow. You know, uh, there, there's, there's people who are getting their noses done at young, younger and younger ages. There's plastic surgery, stories of plastic surgeries, uh, con- consent by a parent for plastic surgery at a very young age. And what parent um, does that, though? I think, you know, it depends on what what kind of parent you are. I think if you see your child in a lot of pain, you might be willing to mm. help them feel better about themselves, especially in in a, in a place where they're, they're being constantly bullied. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, I grew up in Orange County, like I said, and, and, and for the for the listeners, I have no problem with plastic surgery. I actually think if it does make you feel better about yourself, um, you should, you know, do it sure, right yeah. as, as a female. But I yeah. don't think that that should be born out of um, insecurity that somebody else has given you. Right? right. It has to be something that you're doing because you want to do it. And I think that um, we've even seen some examples of suicides by young girls. That's what I'm talking um, about. Yeah. That have been bullied um, and, and, and of course, eating disorders. Yeah. Right. So yeah. all of those things, n- not that young men don't have, uh, you know, s- bullying. I think it occurs definitely on the, on the male side, Absolutely. but I think that, um, I think that we, we tend not to hear about it as much or, when we do hear about it, it seems like it's lock, locker room kind of boy stuff or and, and I think that that's really sad, right, that we've allowed. I mean, it's still everyone has feelings and I think that they're still being hurt by, uh, you know, the lack of sensitivity to, right. hum, you know, to the, to humanity. Right. And just yes. what it what it's like to grow up, what what it's like to not feel sure about yourself. I mean, we we had that episode on aging and I said, I really know who I am in my 40s. Um, in my 20s, no, I didn't know exactly who I was. Right. You know, I, I, I said that I was very focused and vain about my appearance. Definitely effects of not necessarily, I don't think I was ever bullied. Right. But I definitely see, saw so many images of women looking a certain way that it definitely took had some impact on me. Um, on, you know, how I felt about myself. So I couldn't imagine if on top of that, it was bullying, right? Yeah. Extra. And, and, and on the internet, you know, I mean, we, we're talking about, you know, the internet, inter- the internet gangsters where, um, you know, because it's internet, because it's global, it compounds, you know, the level um, that you're talking about even that much further. Yeah. So, you know, the, the it's it's, you know, as you were talking about the young ladies and the impact that it's having on them, you know, and the fact that you as a younger, you know, younger you um, were aware, maybe not not on the as far as being bullied, but on the aware of all the images and everything that impacted you. Just think now with the you know, with our topic here about Internet gangsters, just think now how bad it would have been or how bad it could be. Um, even with just the absorbance or absorbance, is that a word of, <laughs> of the images, but absorption? Even, yeah, oh, there we go. We'll go with that. Absorption sounds better and it, and it's probably correct. Um, but definitely how, how that is compounded by the internet, right. And the fact that these platforms that we're talking about are the influence or the amount of information that comes through, you know, the internet is, you know, is a gazillion times what, you know, you might have seen in a magazine or you might have seen on a, you know, an advertisement or on TV. So, 
um, you know, they have to deal with a lot more even now than than they did before. I agree with that. So like when we think about a real life gangster, because some of our listeners are, you know, are not from any kind of hood, don't really know. I can't claim I'm really from the hood either. So, you know, so we're all clear on that. But 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 if we're talking about a gangster in our minds, when we're thinking about a real life gangster, we're talking about somebody that's in the streets that is willing to do the real things that gangsters do, maybe potentially robbing, stealing, killing, uh, you know, whatever they've got to get done because they're about that life. Right. And so, you know, um, the, the folks in the way that they're showing up now are, are a lot of times we find are not about that life. Right. right. Um, and, and, and kind of in the description that I gave from the urban dictionary, uh, they might cry when you approach them. I've had soft girls. Butter, soft as yes. butter. I've had girls. I remember in high school when, you know, they would be all like, I'm going to whip, I'm going to whoop your butt and this and that. And I am five for my listeners. I'm only five, two. I say I'm right. five, three, but let's all be honest. I'm five, two and three, four. So I'm a little oh. tiny thing. Right. And back then I paid probably weighed a hundred pounds soaking wet. And girls would, you know, say, Oh, I'm, you know, I, you know, I, I like your man or whatever. And they would, they act like they were going to beat me up or whatever they were going to do. But then when I would approach them, my little self, they would start crying. Uh, mostly because I think that I had some friends in high school that were way tougher than me or looked tougher mm-hmm. than me. So they just didn't want that kind of heat on them from the other, uh, girls. But I, I was by no means, I was very, um, into, academics in high school, but I, I definitely had a crew of girls who people knew pretty well and knew that they were, you know, they my were besties. Yeah, and they, they were, were real more, they, more real than me. Right. And they knew that they would probably feel the full heat of it. So mm. when I would get in their face, you know, they would start crying and say they never meant to say that. And they'd try to make amends. And, and kind of in that description, it talks about like, what about these people on social media? If, if we were able to come through the computer mm. or or go head to head with them, right? Because yeah. I, I don't mind confrontation. I actually, uh, even in work, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, you know, some managers are conflict avoidant. I'm like, not me. Right, I, I don't right. mind having the conversation or calling somebody on their stuff because, Honest, honestly, if, if if you were strong enough to to stand in that, you know, and you believe in that, I want to address whatever it is that that that, right. that we have going on. So I wonder what would happen. What do you think would happen if 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 we were able to come through the computer and and actually con- confront these folks face to face? Well, what's funny is that, um, you know, it reminds me of episode, you know, Dave Chappelle episode when he's talking about when keeping it real goes wrong. Right. And you have the scene of, you know, cat, you know, who, who, you know, has pumped himself or pumped herself up incredibly, you know, either behind the screen or, you know, in the mirror or whatever. And then they in, end up in a real situation and it's all air. Right. So um, so I think that I, I think that it's it's interesting because I, I think you never know. I think it's 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 a case of, you know, do not, um, you know, do do not underestimate anyone because it's you think that on the same, you know, kind of temperature that we're talking about. You think that the person behind the uh, the screen or behind the uh, keyboard is 
you know, soft as butter, as I, as I said a few times already, but they may not be right. So I think that it's, I think there are a few scenarios obviously can happen. They can be, you know, they can be the, the traditional definition here. And, you know, you come across the screen or you see them in the street and you say, wait, aren't you, uh, you know, whatever their tagline is or their name is. And, and then they're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's a problem. And then you might have some crazy ones out there that are that are exactly what they are online. And then you run into them and they, you know, they're really more of a problem. So I don't know. I think I think I think I think whenever it happens, it's going to go wrong either way. Yeah, I think one other thing that we have to remember in the age of the Internet is that your uh, your Internet footprint is there forever. Right. So your pictures, what you're what you're saying all of that is there for someone to pull your card at any time mm-hmm. and pull it up on you, uh, including employers. I don't think that people realize that um, employers have access to your your social media accounts if it's public in any That's way, right. right? I have, I'm not a snooper, but I have in, in the past had a weird feeling about somebody I've interviewed and maybe mm-hmm. other people on the panel really like that individual. And I'm kind of like, eh, and I have looked on the internet at somebody's profile just to see if everything seemed normal right. um, because I got some kind of feeling. And I think that people do not think about when you're being so tough behind your keyboard that mm-hmm. that that comment can be pulled up, can be searched. Um, people can can see you for what you really think and who you really are. And is that how you would want to represent yourself? Would you want your grandmother or your mother to read the statement that you just made? I think that that not everybody, obviously, you know, I don't think that they care that much, but I I do think that there is a weird thing going on right now where people have all this courage that uh, I don't really think, uh, you know, if, if, if somebody was to pull it up on them, Right. Yeah. If if we, if we could just roll out, scroll out your history, you'd be proud of the things you say. And even on, or you would still be able to stand by it. Yeah. Today, like you did that day. Yeah. Or was it just an impulse? But yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think I mean, it's it's you know, and I'm glad you brought up the employment thing, because I've worked with with uh, 16 to 24 year olds for over 20 years. Right. And one of the things. So when I first started. You know, we talk about expanding technology. When I first started, it was about the voicemail, right? It was about their their phones and their voicemail and the fact that you can't have, you know, too short playing in, the, in your voicemail when you're trying to get a job, right? You got, you know, you have to, you have to be able to, to trans, transition that. So now it's exactly what you said. So we're telling the, you know, telling our, our young adults that, hey, you know, Everything that you put out there could impact you getting a job. So it's really important that you said that. And that, you know, I know how that ties into our um, our topic because it's it it does very much so. But um, but it is an important point to make. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I think not only is it an important point to make, but the listeners do need to, to think about that. But going back to the, this this little phenomenon we're on, um, has anyone has anyone pulled up on you? Has anyone decided to be a gangster to you on any of your social media platforms? And if so, what did you do about it? You know, I'm pretty opinionated and, and outspoken, kind of like you. And and uh, and so, 
you know, what I say in any medium is going to be consistent with what I would say in person. But yes, there has been a couple instances where I, um, I say I kind of, I took the bait and it's always, it's always something, um, you know, kind of deeper than just surface stuff. It's, it's, you know, maybe politics, it may be, you know, maybe just, just human rights. It may be whatever it is. And, and so I'll, I'll, I generally just kind of ignore, just let, let, you know, let things go, especially if they come into my own um, comments, but every so often, you know, I feel a little bit extra, you know, passionate about something and I will, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll mention something and it'll always be like you said, it'll have some, like, it'll be fact-based research-based. It'll have links and, you know, and all kind of stuff um, to prove my point. And then, they'll come back with something really like ignorant. And, and then, you know, I'm, it's that moment where <laughs> keeping it real <laughs> can go wrong. Right. That's the, it goes wrong. Yeah. It's, that's that moment where you're like, okay, do I want to go in or, you know, and, and, you know, you always end up going down to us a, a few levels. Like you said, you know, your responses are professional and they're educated and they're these, you know, kind of this direction, but there's always somebody that, you know, that kind of gets you on that on that other level. And you want to just start talking crazy back to them and you got to hold it some way, somehow. Otherwise, you're going to go down the rabbit hole. Let, let me tell you, like in my 20s, for people who know me, who listen to this podcast in my 20s, that level of restraint, I just didn't have it. And it wasn't <laughs> necessarily on the Internet, but I would go in on people like yeah go off on people uh, and don't let you date me because if you were <laughs> dating me in my twenties, I could go off on you like an hour. Like I would go in on, and I probably would have had a list of everything you did from 1962 to now. Right, right. And I would, I would, you know, and this other thing is, is that I have a really good memory almost to the point where it was like a quote, Dangerous. like you might've said to me, yeah. And so then I'm going to bring back that you said this exact thing. You know, we experienced that right before we started this. Right, you know? like right, I'll, right. I'll go pull up facts and receipts, you know, and back in the day, we didn't have the text message so much to do Thank so goodness. many of the receipts. But I was like that. But, you know, what I found uh, and what, what I really thought about as I started getting older is that the energy that I was expending, it it, it was like the, the, there's a quote from Buddha that I love. And it's it's um it's. Holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die, mm. right? Mm. So it, it it's that is my own. I drank the poison. I'm the one that's angry. I'm the one that had the right. venom. Right. I'm the one, and, and so Blood I drank the poison. <laughs> yeah, and I'm expecting the other. I'm I'm thinking that my words were gonna you know sink in or cut or have something that was going to make that person think differently. But the yeah. truth of the matter is I was the one that was angry and it, it, and I had to realize that. And as I've gotten older, I think that that was one of the greatest lessons I've been able to learn, which has allowed me to have the kind of restraint that I right. see that I have now, because I just rather say it in a very educated, concise way. So there's no disputing that what I just said, and I'm not angry about it. I'm just letting you know that right. one, you're, there's a boundary. You might have crossed it. 
You're not going to do that with me again. And if you haven't researched this topic, you probably should just be quiet now. And then I just, I'll just walk off and then I feel like I did something, but I'm not as venomous because it's, it's, it's really affected me more than it affected them. I think sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes that approach, sometimes that approach uh, smashes folks more than, more than some ignorant, you know, back and forth, you know? So, you know, it's, it's, it's probably just as effective. So that's probably your gangster. <laughs> I would say that's your gangster right there because you can, you know, when you when you can get someone just to be quiet because they have no argument back, and you did it in a, in a fashion that, you know, that that is not raising the blood pressure. Like you know, you could do all that with a real straight face, and someone be laying over in the ground in pieces. And you'll be like, well, I was educated and I spoke right and I came with facts, but they're still smashed like they would have been if you would have just been talking shit. That's called the cogent gangster. That's, That's the cogent right. gangster. <laughs> so so you, you, you just cogent. have to, yes, it's a cogent gangster. But, but I, I think that, you know, I also think that my legal training helped me to do that as well, right? It's just- Not a doubt. Pulling the receipts up, pulling the facts up, stating them, getting in and getting that. out. You can't argue yeah. that, you know. So I mean, they people still argue, right? And yeah. and I think that sometimes even that part makes it more. It puts a little bit more fuel sometimes because I think that um, people think like if they're dating you and and you have a legal background, they think, well, I'm going to argue with you because I need to prove that I can out argue you, which I've encountered in my life as well. And I'm like, okay, that is just a recipe for disaster. But, but I just think that it it, it is, is that, but one thing I, I wanted to kind of bring up and we touched upon it a little bit before we started is that right now we're in a, in a, in a strange time because we do have a president that is a very outspoken uh, individual. Uh, he says whatever comes to his mind, it seems like to me. It doesn't even seem like right. I think a lot of his administration at times have have, have wanted to pull the Twitter out of They've his hand. Uh, yeah. And or he just says whatever he thinks. And some of our listens, listeners may be supporters of him. Uh, or whatnot, but I, I find that he says very abrasive things um, sometimes, and he says whatever he thinks, right? Mm-hmm. It's got a, in, him into some trouble. And then he either has to about face, but he never says he's wrong, which I, I also think is strange. Right. But he is married to a, a first lady who uh, de- determined that her uh, uh, cause was going to be uh, against bullying. It's called mm-hmm. the Be Best campaign. Right. And I just don't understand how, and, and maybe this is why opposites could potentially attract, you know, true, true. But, but her campaign is the exact opposite of who, of what he's doing. And I often feel like, I mean, she's, she's not that, she's not that outspoken of, of a first right. lady. She doesn't seem as active as past first ladies that we know on her cause. But, mm-hmm. but, I, but I always want, I really hope that once he gets out of office, that she does get interviewed so that you really can get into what her mind was thinking yeah. when every time she was standing up there and saying, I'm against bullying and th- and this, sometimes she said, well, you know, he's his own person. He does right, whatever he right, wants. Right. But it, it just seems like very counterproductive yeah. to have a campaign. Like maybe you want to change your 
change your cause to something else that maybe yeah. will be better suited so that it's aligned. Or maybe you just want to keep doing your thing and whatever he's doing is something else. I don't know, but it's just a little strange to me. Yeah, I think it's I think it's for them it's probably more just keeping the peace in the household. You know, it's like having having uh you know two political parties in the same house, you know, <laughs> where you think, you know, that kind of stuff happens. But um, you know, he's not he's not he's the, you know, he's the internet gangster, the perfect example of an internet gangster. So, you know, uh, you know, first thing that comes to mind, first thing that gets the gets, you know, that he knows is going to, um, you know, going to, going to get people riled up and get people talking, you know, all pub is good pub. So, you know, that's just what it is. But, you know, the dangerous part about that is that, you know, there are a lot of people, uh, following and a lot of people saying, you know, looking at it as an example, you know, we talk about how, how that kind of bullying and that kind of approach impacts kids and adults, alike. And, you know, and so there are a lot of people that, you know, you know, he's in a position that people, you know, like to emulate and like to try and, you know, be And one day, you know, this, these are, you know, folks aspirations. So, um, so when you're in that kind of position, you, you're the, the worst kind of internet gang, especially if you're not really about it. Right. So that's a, that's, you know, I think that unfortunately, you know, we got one, one, one half of the bed, is uh is save the children and stop bullying and you know make the internet a safe space and the other the other side of the bed is um simultaneously setting it on fire well you know just to that point and and then we're going to take it way back to to our age uh to find out who were the who were the internet gangsters of our time but but the thing is is that uh i tend uh cuz i'm still dating um I, I tend to pick people who are opposite of me in some way. Mm-hmm. I think there's only been one or two people that that is very similar to my personality, but I tend to pick people who are very um, outgoing. They're extroverted. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they have lots of friends. Uh, people really like them. We'll, we'll go places and they'll spark up conversations with anyone around them. And I am complete opposite. Like right. it, if if I if you take me to a party, um, I'm very quiet. I like to observe what's going on before I say much mm-hmm. because I I need to to I, I need to kind of survey the room, right? You do laugh. yeah, I mean, I'll engage in conversation. It's not like I'm a you know like yeah no, but I'll have a conversation and I'll engage. At, at, at some point, but I definitely have a surveillance type of scenario right, going right, on right. when I walk in the room. But I always tend to like men who are really out there and really just mm-hmm. opposite. So on that note, kind of to what you said, I could see why I don't know as a first lady if I would have picked a campaign that would be just so opposite. But but I definitely could see that I would just naturally pick somebody who was different than me just because yeah, I feel like yeah. it balances me out a little bit, you know? Oh, that's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm sure there's, there's, uh, <laughs> there's, there's a Some lot fiery of conversations. <laughs> yeah. 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 In that situation. But, um, but yeah, no, I, um, I, I just wonder, you know, going back, you know, to your question, what was the predecessor, I guess, of today's, 
uh, internet gangster kind of lifestyle and and um, and phenomena, I would probably say, I mean, I'm a hip hop head, so it would probably be studio gangsters, right? And there was probably studio gangsters in, you know, in hip hop, in, you know, hard rock music and jazz. There's probably studio gangsters in every genre, right? But I, but, you know, in the, in the hip hop world, there was always, you know, some ones that you could, you could tell in that they talk and their lifestyle and they were, they were real, right? They, they had some, some relevance to what they were saying. They had lived it or known it or had been in, involved in it or, or engaged with it or touched them in some way or another. And then you had the ones that, you know, from the suburbs, you know, they didn't, they weren't forced to do anything. Their life was not about that. And they, they out of interest, dove into it right so i think that um you know it's funny because you were talking about a couple of the different definitions and one of the definitions i saw was more about you know the the difference between what they portray and the fact of where they really come from and so um yeah i would say the studio gangsters are probably the probably the internet gangsters of the past you know when people be putting, you know, on pagers, they, there was codes that were, you know, mean and derogatory that people were paging people in the back in the day. That might have oh, been yeah, before your time. Yeah, there was all kind of codes and, and, you know, and then the then the two ways came, you know. Well, I, I don't remember. I, I people guess were internet was, gangsters all the way back then, I think. Yeah, with with the text messaging, I, I only, not the text, uh, the, the codes on your phone. I only yeah. remembered like... Um, you know, one, four, three, like, or, you know, <laughs> like the night one, that was a sweet yeah, one or nine, one, one, call me back right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but there was also, um, there was one where you could, could you say murder or something? There was like one that you could say something All that was like stuff. wrong. Yeah. People yeah. got real creative with it. But, you know, one of the most recent ones that I think that listeners that are probably a little younger may, uh, uh, recognize Related. or, or relate to is uh is drake right but back to back with, with meek mill right yeah, meek mill yeah, and drake yeah yeah kind of uh what was meek mill's comeback song do you remember what that one was i don't i don't so all i know but, is that is that in that battle um i think the consensus was that that drake murdered meek mill on that whole uh that whole battle and then it's just good that they're friends now it it is, but I, but I I do think that there's something to be said about that kind of uh uh you know studio type of battle right, you know, that right. you're taking it more down to like uh, there was uh, obviously if if you're an old head there was the Tupac Biggie battle oh, yeah right? yeah so the West Coast versus the East Coast and a lot of people felt that that potentially could have been contributing to the demise of both those famous rappers, although uh, a lot of other people, there's other conspiracy theories and other theories that okay. it, it was, it was, you know, on purpose that, that, that they both were um, murdered. But, um, but, but when you talk about that and when you think about East coast versus West coast, or if you think about um, over time, I mean, uh, some people from the South, right. Was, mm-hmm. there, there was a resurgence there. Uh, with cash money and 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 with some of the other mm-hmm. uh, crews that came out after that, but I, I you know I, I 
I'm not as, I mean, I listen to rock music and all that, and uh, but I, I'm not really sure that I remember anything being said about like a rock battle like that, although I'm sure that there yeah, were. There were, there were some, yeah, I, I, I wish that I could remember the names also, but I remember hearing that there were, there were definitely some, some, some battles where, you know, if those cats saw each other at a, at a thing concert or something, it was pretty much going down. A lot of that was yeah. over women too, I think though. So, you know, they add that extra spice into the mix. Listen, a, a gangster is a gangster is a gangster, right? You know, <laughs> so, doesn't matter if you got long hair and boots on, or if you're like, you know what I mean? Wearing your Tim's and right. you know, your sweatshirt, it don't matter. It's a, it, it's a battle. So do you think I, that, do you think it's going to, so, you know, do you think that it's going to uh, grow? I mean, we're talking about, you know, kind of its versions from the past into its version in the, in the present with the, you know, all the social media and this, that, and the other, do you think as technology, obviously it's, it's driven by technology and at least in the form that we, uh, we know it now. And so as technology continues to expand, um, do you say, do you think this phenomenon will fizzle out or you think that it's going to get worse? I think it's going to get worse. Oh, yeah. The reason I I say that is that we seem to be coming bolder and bolder with uh, the divisions that we kind of see in the society and people really feeling like um, political discourse and conversations even about, you know, people's uh, celebrities, personal life. We've got reality TV layered onto it, although that's changed in, in its version. We've right. got... Um, uh, you, you know, you got the Real Housewives situations where they're having tea and showing receipts and battling at their reunions, which people mm. just eat up the drama, right? Yes. So, so I, I don't think that we're on the trajectory of eliminating it. I actually think that artificial intelligence and other things that is going to be pulling information that's more readily available for people to kind of come up with is going to make it worse. Yes. And, and there is a right now on Netflix, um, although this might come out in a, in a couple of weeks, right. From when we record it on Netflix, there is a, a, a show uh, right now that is, it's kind of a documentary, but it goes over docu series mm-hmm. and it goes over the effects of the internet, right. Um, and kind of artificial intelligence yeah. and some of the, uh, leaders of, of, of Facebook uh, in the past, or some of the people who created some of the original algorithms mm-hmm. um, are talking about the fact that they did not believe that it would end up being what it is now and had the damage that it's actually doing to society Right. Um, that they didn't intend for it to do. They thought that it was going to kind of um, turn into one thing, but now it's turning into a much more politicized type of mm. scenario. So really good on Netflix to watch that. Um, don't do it when you're about to go to sleep though. Cause I fell asleep on it two times. Not that the content's not good, but it right, is a right. slower moving show. Right. So you've got to be awake and aware. Cause they're throwing a lot of stuff at you at the same time, but right. really, really good. So to answer your question, no, I think it's going to get worse. What do you think? No, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And for all of those reasons, and also just the fact that, you know, um, you know, the premise, you know, people people like to hide. Right. So people like to hide behind their thing. And so um, so as it as it gets broader and expands and spreads out, you know, I think you'll have even more people who may not have been the ones to kind of speak out and be, you know, aggressive and 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 this kind of thing. 
there's going to be more of them. And to your point also, you know, as as certain uh, sections of society and certain um, organizations really start to figure out how to mobilize it and how to how to, you know, how to utilize it for whatever propaganda, whatever beliefs, you know, and and even more um, like uh, membership increasing, you know, I mean, you know, I, I can imagine right now that um, there are probably as many, you know, there are more um, white supremacists who are joining, you know, organizations online than there were ever in person, you know, and I would say the same thing. I mean, I think that, you know, because we're such a polarized, the same thing is on every other side, right? There are people who who would not have normally got involved in things, might have not done some things, are now Al Qaeda. Uh, Remember yeah. Al Qaeda? Oh, absolutely, people. just people getting radicalized from every mm-hmm. corner of the world, right? And so, um, you know, it's it's good pieces and it's bad pieces, but you know, the bad pieces are very, very, very dangerous. And so, I agree with you. I think that it's going to, um, I think it's going to get worse. I think that there needs to be measures put into play. Um, not even so much, you know, legal or or law wise or bills. I'm saying just, you know, humanity has is going to have to step in at some point here and really, you know, really protect um, those who need to be protecting and also making sure that those who are doing certain things are being held accountable. Well, I, I think that there's and, and I don't want to get too deep into this, but mm-hmm. I, I do think that there uh, it is definitely things to look at, as you said. Um, I think that there's a, a little bit of a battle um, against the First Amendment and the right to free speech. Yeah. Um, and then also, to your point, um, making sure, um, obviously, with the elections that we have had in the past, there has been proof that there was meddling in the elections via the Internet and kind of pushing some social media to people to radicalize them and make them, you know, believe certain things that were not true about political candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think that you see it, um, you know, a lot of people believe that um our Googles, our home Googles and our Alexas and our Echoes are always listening to us. Right. Uh, my friend told me that there was a case that was solved the other day. Somebody was murdered in their home, but they solved it by listening to the feed from their. Um, really? Because they could hear back what happened. Right. Which is very scary. In, yeah, in because ways, it's recording but- and you don't know it's recording. That's one. But, you know, it's always been that law enforcement has had an opportunity to seize records. And I think Mm -hmm. people need to know that. Um, I used to work for the public defender's office. We looked at triangulation of your cell site where you were when we would have somebody that was my client. Right. Because I worked on the defendant's side. Right. Mm -hmm. So they would pull their records. They could also pull your social media feeds people, they can pull messages you've sent to people, especially if they're the victim to see if there was a trail. If you remember a a couple of years ago, there was that um, African-American male um, that was shooting police officers. He was a former military person. Chris Dormant. Dormant, Yes. Mm -hmm. And he had a manifesto that he had placed on the internet. Uh, They were able to pull, although he never was tried for that because obviously he was dead. Um, But, 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 I just want people on the 
to, to know that that social media feed, when I say it follows you, I am not joking. Yeah, yeah. It follows you. And I have subpoenaed records of people uh, to see what they've said in domestic violence cases. That's you can right. also do things like that. So it, it, this is not, you cannot be an internet gangster and think that there's never going to be repercussions. Up to you. Yep. Especially if you're going to take some kind of negative actions, uh, they're going to look back to see where you left crumbs of right. what you were going to do. So, uh, you know, they also did it with, um, you know, when, when people have shot up schools, yep. they always say that they pulled their internet Columbine. Yep. Uh, there's so many examples of this to think that you're getting away with it is it, it, you've left a whole crumb trail and you've got Google home probably in here ta- listening to everything you're planning. So right. it, it, it's just, it's just, it is what we're living in. It, it might get worse, but um, one thing I wanted to talk about before we kind of wrap this one up is for our kids and our loved ones. And, it, you know, some people I feel are um, and we kind of talked about your daughter in, a, in in another show where you can feel that they're sense, more sensitive. Right. Just just sensitive individuals, sensitive human beings. What can we do and what would suggestions be for us to protect our our our, our kids or sensitive beings? against the things that are happening, right? What, what, what's happening on the internet um, from these gangsters? What, what do you think would, you know, be needed to protect, protect them from either feeling the pain or potentially getting bullied by internet? Gangsters? Yeah. So I think, I think a couple things, I think that, um, you know, one is one that we spoke about, uh, I know in another episode, and that was um, about being care showing care and making sure that we are um, we're increasing kind of the volume of their self-esteem. Right. And making sure that they feel good and are whole as people um, outside of any influences that are coming in. So that's one thing. But the other thing is that uh, I'm in a business, man, you know, so so it's not going to ever get an opportunity to pile up. Right. So I'm going to uh, you know, I'm 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 checking you know, Instagram, I'm checking text messages, I'm checking things that um, just to not not so much as policing or monitoring, but more of protecting, you know, your question is about uh, making sure that they're, you know, they're taken care of. And so making sure that no one's saying anything crazy, make sure there's not some crazy numbers that are coming through because predators come, you know, and internet gangsters, but predators definitely come in all shapes and forms and, and on every platform. So, um, so I think that those are things, but, you know, anytime that there's an influence um, coming from, from, you know, a device that is, you know, that is detrimental to someone's, you know, mental well-being and emotional health, then I think that, you know, you got to start with making sure that they're, you know, they're solid, that the kids, you know, or adults even are solid. So I think that there's, you know, and then obviously there's, you know, and you could probably list better than me that there are other um, tools that, you know, you can employ in order to make sure that people are, um, are protected. You know, we talked at in another episode about you shutting down the whole internet, right? So, I mean, there are way, there are things that that you know that I think that we could do, um, you know, to protect folks and to protect our our loved ones um, from internet gangsters, short of going and seeing them in person. Oh, that's your way of solving it. Um, <laughs> what I what I would say is one: um, protect your kids at young ages. 
just because they're getting pressure from other kids to get um, cell phones, to be online playing video games where it's uh, internet video games where people can come straight in and play with them from mm-hmm. across the world. Mm-hmm. There's appropriate ages for that. Um, two, I think uh, making sure that you're not, you know, always posting your kids on your internet, yeah. that you don't need to be posting them. You don't need to be posting little girls in bathing suits. Everywhere you are, it. what you yeah. eating that morning. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like scale back a little bit on your, your social media, I think that is important. Not disconnecting for adults, yeah. you know, yes. you don't, yeah. you don't need to post your every selfie. Like I just don't understand. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to go off on this for one second. I don't okay. understand why you have to post every emotion, every selfie, an argument with your spouse. You want to get people's like, I've seen people post um, their feelings of the day, um, sometimes they'll be like, tell me if you agree with this and post their whole scenario. Like, I understand that people want feedback and connection, but you can call your best friend for that, or you can call somebody for that. I don't think it's, it's appropriate to do it there. And I also think you're asking for it when you asking for comments, not asking no. for, but, but just putting yourself out there in a way where, you know, one, either you're needing the attention, right, for someone to ask you, well, what's going on or whatnot. But you also might get some, if people don't approve of your relationship or don't approve mm-hmm. of the things that you're saying, you might get negative feedback just because you're asking for opinions. Right. I don't know that that's that safe for, for people to be doing that. So I think limiting your social media, um, you know, post what you really care about. But the other thing is, is I've got to say this, you know, before we end the, 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 the situation is the internet is a snapshot of the best things that are happening in your right, life. Normally. Right, right. Or the worst. Or the worst or the worst. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like we said, but it's a snapshot. And when the, when the tower starts to fall, and all you've put out there were all the good times and every trip you took and the fact that you're riding in a rental car that's not actually yours and all of these things that people are fronting on. Mm-hmm. When when everything comes crashing down and you want to know why nobody came to see how you were doing, it's probably because they didn't even realize that your life wasn't perfect the way you displayed it. I think that the more human thing to do is just to be a, a, a person, right? And And yes, share good things in your life. You can share bad things in your life, but it's the way you do it, right? I think that mm-hmm. that makes you, um, you know, connected to people. And I think there's a false sense of connection that the internet has created where people, you know, you haven't talked to somebody in 20 years and you're mm-hmm. seeing them on the internet and you're like, oh, your kids are so cute, but you don't even know their kids' names except for they posted it. Like they're not really your friends. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's just, it's a little, you know, I think you've got to protect your your heart in ways and kind of really evaluate who the people are that you're in contact with. Is that important to you? Is their opinion, does their opinion even matter? Right. Is it going to make any difference in your life? If it's negative, you can remove comments. You can block comments. You can block users. You can do all of those things. Um, just make sure that you're protecting yourself and your heart uh, and your mind for that, for that matter. Right. That's Protect right. your mind from, from all of these things. And then I think uh, to your point, the last thing I'll say is that for kids, there's parental controls. Mm-hmm. I love, per- I love, I loved me some parental <laughs> controls, you know, Akil is, is talking about that. Right. I, I, I literally shut all of the internet down for my son and he just, I think he was up until he's like 14 or 15. He's like, mom, 
Can I get the code? Can I get the password? Can I like, can I, can you stop now? You know what I mean? But not that I, I needed to control that, but I do think as a parent, you need to understand what's going on and you need to talk to your kids and understand if there's changes in behavior as a parent, you should, you know, be looking out for those kind of things so you can, can help them through. That's right. Um, I think I, I, I got a couple last thoughts. One attention is a hell of a drug, right? I mean, it, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's something. And, and the, the fact, like you said that, um, you know, you are basing your, um, you know, how you feel about yourself. And even that day that you posted, um, you're thinking about that in the context of somebody who is in, you know, in Eastern Europe somewhere giving you a like, right? <laughs> You'll never meet that person. They don't mean nothing. They don't have, you know, their opinion doesn't necessarily, um, you know, impact your real life. But, you know, that might have been your, you know, 217th hit, you know, and so you, you feel like you really, you really did it that day. Um, dopamine, so I, it's the dopamine. Right. It's gotta be, it's, it is absolutely that. And the, and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's funny because we talk about, we talked about internet gangsters in the context of, you know, people really kind of being tough and, and, and kind of in a mean spirited um, way. But what you just mentioned actually sounded even more interested, to, interesting to me. You know, I think that there's some intent backed uh it might be a little bit of internet gangstership in that person that is posting all of those things in fronting right like you're talking about you know they might be in a lamborghini this weekend really knowing that they spent their rent check on that on renting that that lamborghini um you know they might be you know in this kind of this place or this other place and you know living this uh best life kind of scenario but in real life that's not it. And they do that sometimes to make other people feel bad about their own lives. Right. So, you know, so there's, you know, we were going to talk about at one point, you know, what are the, what are the, which forms of internet gangstership is most prevalent, right? To me, I think that, you know, you have those that, you know, are pushing their religious beliefs or their racial beliefs or their, um, you know, or, or their relationship you know, issues, but you also have these that, you know, they want to portray this particular uh, image and lifestyle. And that's not really it either. So it's all just kind of a facade and falsehood. Um, I'm glad that you talked about the safety stuff, though, because I think that that's that's really key. And, you know, I think you said it and I said it. And the main thing is just to keep people solid, man, is to make sure that our kids and our loved ones know in real life that they are loved and that they are, you know, they have the power and they're, they have the beauty that they have and that it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, you know, what they see and what kind of, how many likes and how many posts and, and all this stuff that they get um, or the negative responses they might, they might get from internet gangsters on the internet um, is, does not have a bearing on who they are as a person. So as long as we do that, then I think that we can, we can, uh, we can crush some internet gangsters out there. Yeah, as always, it's been great having this conversation with you. And um, we hope that none of you practice this type of behavior, because if you do, you might be warm like butter.
Post, 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 post. 